Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, everyone. How are you today? I forgot to turn on my camera. That guy right there. How are you doing today? What is the good word? I've got Sunny in my lap. Let's see if anybody's joining. Let's see. Got four people on. Can you go ahead and say hello? Oh, there he is. Good morning, Roldan. How are you? So, folks, as we get started, remember this is for you. This 60 minutes uh, is really meant for live Q&A. Want to say hi, want to ask questions. This is for you. I want to go back to something we talked about on the daily financial news uh, because it's kind of bothered me since last night. Uh, and that is, what would I do if I was in Canada and New Zealand? So let me set it up for you. Again, I do not own anything in Canada or New Zealand. So if my understanding of your real estate market is wrong, I apologize. But as I understand it, the loan structure in both countries and likely many, many others are not 30-year fixed. That is something that we are lucky, spoiled, fortunate, whatever you want to call it in the United States market. So Canada, New Zealand, super hot markets the last couple of years, super 40, 50% appreciation when you when it's cumulative. Mortgage rates in both countries often had a one on it, like one five, one nine lower than the U.S. Unfortunately, that low rate comes with I can't call it a surprise because you probably all knew it was out there. You're, you're used to it. Loan resets or adjustable rate periods or recasting or whatever you want to call it. Again, I may have it wrong, but I've read several articles about Canada and New Zealand and likely other countries. That frightened me. We are looking at a rising interest rate environment. It is something I have been talking about for nine months. It is something that I told you uh, that I was uh, getting all of my variable rate debt on apartment buildings, on office buildings, into 30-year fixed because I was frightened. So in Canada and New Zealand, that's not an option, at least not as I understand it. So here's the deal. Let's just pretend Canada's closer to me. So I'm going to pretend I'm in Canada, British Columbia, Victoria, Toronto, some amazing cities. Some I love, love many, many, many Canadian cities. I've traveled there 50 times for work. So love, love the country, love the people. Winners can be cold. Don't like, don't like winners, but I don't like winners anywhere. But now I'm in Canada. Okay. I own a home. It's going to reset, call it 2024, 2024 to the prevailing rates. I'm up 200 grand. 
I'm staring at a potential interest rate risk of 300 basis points. That's like 1.5 to 4.5. 1.5% interest to 4.5. That is, um, that's going to cause problems. It's just going to cause problems. It just is. It just is. One of the things that you should remember about the U.S. Great Recession, a lot of the pain was from adjustable rate mortgage, but the cascading effect is what got nasty. The first people who had their 2 and 28s reset got out relatively unscathed. The later you were in the cycle, the more you lost. And ultimately, foreclosures and short sales became the only option. Now, in the U.S., we had 50% of loans be adjustable. Again, in Canada, New Zealand, and likely other areas, I think it's all your loans. So if we go into an interest rate environment where the it used to be 1.5 is now 4.5, and we have some unemployment because of this or that, Again, the, what happened in the U.S., the people that got out early got out injured, but not crushed. So I don't know. I mean, I was seriously thinking like, Olivia, what would we do? Like we had this conversation. And again, I don't know the market, but my fear is everybody's loan resets as it comes up at the five-year mark. And if five years is 2023, 2024, I think there's a very good chance we would sell. We would sell, take the money off the table. Now, again, in the U.S., another thing that we are spoiled by is we would keep 250 or 500 grand of appreciation tax-free. I don't know if that's true in Canada. No idea. Probably not. I'm sure that's a gift we have in the U.S. But yeah, I would seriously consider selling. Again, I may not understand the situation entirely, Maybe there's caps on the loans. I don't know. But if you're going to have a loan recast from one and a half to four and a half percent, that's going to be a huge payment shock that lots of people can't do. And again, if you got out early, you you were okay, but it's the people that stayed in late. So I don't know. I don't know if I would sell or not, but it 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 was enough to give me PTSD from the Great Recession. Because again, it was all those loans that reset and then reset and then reset. And then in the US, uh, my market, not the US, but my market specifically went down 75% because um, we had a lot of people take out loans. So crazy, crazy stuff. So let me uh, let me go back. So yeah, I think, I think I might sell. What would you guys do? Leave some comments below. Let me set the stage. Uh, you own a home in Canada. Again, this is just a what if scenario. Just a what if. You and your uh, significant other work, you can clearly afford the payment. It was a good loan. Uh, you got it at one and a half. You're up 300 grand. You're staring at a potential interest rate rise from one and a half to four and a half. Do you just suck it up? Because that's got to be like 800 bucks, $900 payment. Do you sell and see what happens? I don't know. Leave comments below. What would you do? Uh, give me some thumbs up. Leave some comments. I'm just curious. I think I would sell. But again, I have PTSD from last time, so maybe that's foolish. I don't know. Just thinking out loud, trying to have a conversation, get the wheels uh, turning. 
Roldan, good morning. Better Home Rentals, good morning. Nicholas, good morning. Dion, uh, good morning. Lumberjack, love it, man. Thanks again for the videos. They'll be up today. Paul V, good morning. Nathan, good morning. Dion, howdy. Ultimate bargains. Yep, I will bring up my dogs a little bit later. Let them sleep for a little bit. JC Blast, howdy. Ultimate bargains. Toxus loans are coming back. I saw some of those. Dude, I put out a video the other day with, I think, Matt, the mortgage guy. There are some just not good people in the mortgage industry. Uh, these over-the-counter kind of block, where these warehouse type online. Woo! You guys are, some of the stuff I see you putting out there is almost criminal. Yeah, not good. Not good. Uh what does the investment future look like for California multifamily fourplex and below? So residential? Um, that's a good question. Um, I'm not sure why you're... So I don't know. I think there's... So I think it's too broad. Um, California is a gigantic state. So I'm going to answer it in three pieces. First, LA County. LA County, if you guys do not know, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe still has an eviction moratorium. And I believe it runs to the summer of 2023. I believe LA County is going to single-handedly destroy their affordable housing uh, rentals. I, I don't know any mom and pop landlords that could carry that long. It's unconstitutional. It's been ruled unconstitutional a couple of times now. I don't get it. I don't know how cities and counties can do this. There should be nasty class action suits against the county. Um, but I think LA County is in trouble. It's going to be untouchable. And yeah, it's just going to be untouchable for quite a while, I think. Then there is the expensive areas of California. Think like Orange County. Think um, Bay Area, right? Kind of, um, you know, where the median prices are, call it 800 grand and above. Um, those markets are all about employment. If we have another dot-com bubble, like a dot-com recession, which is very tech-related, which could happen, it could be a problem. I think there's great risk. Not a lot of people buy in the Bay Area or Orange County for cash flow. It's all an appreciation play. And I hate appreciation plays. I'm not a big fan. So I don't think I, I don't like that. But then there's the cheaper areas, the Inland Empire, the High Desert, um, Central Valley, uh, and I'm sure others that I'm drawing a blank on. I think um, I think they're fine. I think they're relatively safe. Um, I think those counties actually lean red versus blue, frankly. And, um, yeah, so I'm not going anywhere. I wouldn't invest in San Francisco. If you gave me a property, that thing would be, that thing would be listed so fast. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I think about California. JC, JC, I think I said Jay-Z, sorry. Canada long-term fixed rate loans require private lenders, not institutional lenders. Oh, well, I didn't even know that was an option. So learn something new every day. Thanks, Jeffrey. Mark, 
Hey, Michael, how do you deal with clogged drains and clogged toilets that are often caused by the tenant tenant pays or landlord pays? Um, I would say 99%, uh, 95% of the time tenant pays. Yeah, there are times uh, where it's um, like if it happens consistently, uh, there are things where the pipes are bad. But yeah, I mean, if you get it scoped and you see it and uh, there's a toy down there, of course, tenant pays. Now that I think about it, I mean, there's a lot, I mean, I own a lot of older homes and, and sometimes the pipes are just bad and I've had to, I've had to redo plumbing and that's not the tenant's fault. Um, yeah, but I would say most of the time tenant pays not all the time though, not by no, by no means. Keith lenders are giving long-term lock rate. Usually now lenders are not, sorry, are not giving long-term Locked, uh, locked rates, usually now 30 days, barely enough time for inspections and appraisals. Absolutely. What do, I mean, folks, I keep telling you there's a real estate market and a lending market. Not enough of us watch the lending market. The lending market drives real estate. It's not the other way around. And frankly, can we blame lenders? My goodness. Rates, I got. I talked to Matt the Mortgage Well, I shouldn't say talk. I texted with Matt the Mortgage Guy yesterday evening. And in an, a 10-week period, some of his loans that he priced 10 weeks ago, so this, this would be in January, and now they're up 200 basis points. He was telling me about one loan that was at 3.6, now is 5.6. Of course, they're going to only lock for 30 days. Yeah, of course. I'm telling you, lenders make the market. When lenders get nervous, they do unusual things. And, and everybody is shocked every time. Oh my God, my lender made it high. It's now not 680. It's 720 credit score. They don't do 20. They want 30. Folks, lenders, lenders get scared. Lenders get nervous. Lenders drive the real estate market. And folks, I got to tell you, we haven't seen the end of lenders getting freaky and changing their minds. It is coming I mean, God, did you hear me this morning on the Daily Financial News? Citigroup is calling for four 50 basis point raises in the next four meetings. So what is that? That's May, June, July, September. I don't think they meet in August. So by September, the Fed funds rate could be over 2%. Where is... That is the very front end of the curve. Where's the two-year going to be? Where's the 10-year going to be? Where's the 30-year going to be? Lenders, 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 lenders. Yeah, they they make the market. Sometimes they're easy. Sometimes they are nervous. And lenders are scared right now. Chris, Mike, given the real estate market and interest rate, what is your plan in the coming months, years regarding acquiring more product? Rates up, housing up. I'm trying to plan for the future based on your teachings. Chris, I uh, I put out a couple of videos yesterday. Actually, they'll load today. So I have a video coming out at 9 o'clock. I think it's at 9 with Ty. And the last three or four minutes of that video tell you exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to answer it here. But if you want to go see it like happen organically, that's the video to see it. I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. Dion and I and Matt talked on Thursday. It may have put, it may have loaded Friday. I don't know when the video loaded. Um, about a fourplex he's buying. 
I plan to buy a lot of, I don't care what the interest rate is. I do not care what the interest rate is because in my teachings and in my yield calculation and my spreadsheet and my buy box, I only do great deals. And if I got to pay 8% for cost of capital or the money, it goes right in one of my columns and I still only want to do 8 or 10 or 12% yields. I don't care. I hope rates go up. Why? Because if rates go up to 8%, lots and lots of owners will never sell. Lots of owners will not buy or, or first-time buyers won't buy. And I get to cherry pick motivated sellers. I will do every deal. I wish 30-year money was 8% tomorrow. That would lock up the real estate market. And I would just write a dozen offers, 20 offers, 50 offers, finding that one motivated seller that will take a 100K price cut or whatever it is. I would lock in that 30-year money at 8%. I would wait two, three, four, five, six, seven years for the next recession. And I would refi that damn loan down to 4%. So Chris, I am excited like I haven't been in a year and a half. I did, I don't know, eight transactions since, uh, what was it, March of 2020. Seven of those were off market. One was on market. I expect to do most of my stuff on market very soon. My market is already slowing down. The high end, it starts there. It starts at the high end. Uh, but I am... Dion gave us the recipe. You have your buy box. Dion wants a fourplex. Great. Good for him. That's his buy box. Buy box pops up on the weekend. A month ago, it sells right away. Dion knows his numbers. Dion wants 10% yield. Great. Good for him. Dion knows cost of capital is up. He changes his spreadsheet. He assumes 4.8% 30-year money. Good for him. He does the math. He can't offer one four. He confidently writes one one. That is what we all should be doing. I am going to do that a hundred, if not two hundred, if not three hundred times over the next couple of years as rates go up. I know the numbers. I know my math. I don't care if thirty year money is at eight percent. I I don't care if it's ten percent. I don't care if it's eighteen percent like the eighties. I am going to write a deal where I get a great yield. It is that simple every freaking time. It's not about price. It's not about the seller. It is about me wanting a great deal. And yes, 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 yes. Lots of sellers will just decide not to sell. And that is their prerogative. And that is totally awesome. And that is why transactions will crash 25%. Folks, real estate's Transactions will go from six million to four and a half because lots of people aren't motivated. They're still going to be 4.5 million units sold. Most of those people will be motivated and lots of us will get deals. So, Chris, I am ecstatic about rates going up because I know my numbers. I hate competition. Consumers are my biggest competition. And right now they are scared. So, I am getting excited. I keep telling everybody, I follow the consumer. Sometimes they're greedy. Sometimes they're fearful. Investors, 10 days ago, Wednesday, conversation, Matt, the mortgage guy. I told you, that's the moment. It just changed. So I'm excited.
I got so excited, I dropped my glasses on the ground. So hopefully that makes sense. Sorry, I was, I'm just excited. I'm excited. Ultimate, uh, feed the winners and starve the losers. Yep, I like it. Invest, good, invest to wealth. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Dion. Yeah, you sell. I think so too. Yeah. Again, think about that. Again, I'm the folks in Canada, New Zealand, and any other country where you have just resets coming. Know this. That is what blew up the U.S. housing market. Was that continual reset? It was usually the two and twenty eights. Um. They were underrated at 1.9. They did reset to 7.9 or 8.9. It was horrible. But man, that's what happened. Oh, Matthew in Canada. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, so talking about this up north, you're spot on. Only one bank here offers 10-year fix. Every other bank offers five-year. Man, I don't know. That's, woof. Yeah. I mean, just think about it. So let's say you, I mean, there were so many transactions done in 2020 and 2021. So let's say your loan resets in 2025. What do we think rates are going to be in 2025? Man, scary. Yeah, it, it, uh, it could get ugly. So take care, be careful. Uh, pay down that mortgage because, man, can you imagine? I mean, do the math. I mean, everybody should do the math. 300,000 bucks, one and a half percent. What's the payment? 300,000 or maybe do 280 because you had some mortgage pay down or 290 at four and a half. That payment difference is nasty. Rami, good morning. How are you? Chester, good morning. How skittish do lenders seem currently in a rising IR environment? How important is learning subject to and a focused or tight buy box? So like three different parts of that. Um, I don't think lenders are skittish yet as far as lending, but they are skittish as far as interest rate risk. I mean, rates went up 200 basis points in 10 weeks. That's only happened one other time. The only time, folks, that's happened is when Paul Volcker was raising rates 22 times in like a six-month period in the 80s. Rates have never done what just happened. 200 basis points in 10 weeks. Only one, other, I shouldn't say never, only one other time. So lenders are very skittish about interest rate risk and rate locks. In a rising IR environment, how important is learning subject to? Um, yeah, the, in, the rising rate environment doesn't make subject to better or worse. What will make subject to better or worse is rising unemployment. Rising unemployment. Um, that's the thing that really makes subject to important. Uh, it's something I've never done. It's something I look to do in the future. Um, I have it added. Uh, Ryan Nickel was awesome enough to, to come on and talk about it again. He created stuff for my course. I think it's crazy valuable trying to get pace on, uh, to talk about it as well. Pace Morby. Uh, he's doing something today or tomorrow. That's really cool. Uh, I'll let him share it. I don't want to steal his thunder. Uh, but he's doing something pretty amazing. So, yeah. And then, uh, and a focused or tight buy box. I don't know. I don't think the buy box changes. I don't know that I would tighten or loosen my buy box because of rising rates. No, I don't think rising rates, rising rates doesn't make me want a tighter or looser buy box at all. It, it's just a variable in my spreadsheet. 
yeah, rising rates doesn't, yeah, doesn't impact my buy box at all. Rolled in Canada. I would 1031 equivalent or sell for sure. Yeah. I don't know if Canada has 1031. Maybe. I'm not sure. Preet, good morning. How are you? Uh, Chris, I spoke with a Canadian construction company owner recently. Said he loves arms. Okay. All the loan in Canada are arms. Why would a construction company like arms? I guess because they get lower rate. I mean, again, I don't know if this is true. Read it in the articles, but who knows? Could be fake news. But I heard in Canada, it was not uncommon to get a, a mortgage rate in the with a one on it. Like one, one, seven, one, nine, something like that. One, five. Probably likes it because it's easier. And also a construction guy is getting out in, you know, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five years. Yeah. So if your job's again in and out, I guess arms make sense. But man, if you're a homeowner and you want to live somewhere for ever, Again, we had rates falling for 40 years. So other than a couple of hiccups here and there, you weren't really hurt. If we have five to 10 years of rising rates, that could hurt homeowners. And that's what I'm fearful of. And again, no experience owning in Canada, no experience in New Zealand. I have PTSD from a market that lost 75% of value because of adjustable rate mortgages. Um, but be careful. The interest rate risk is real. It is what I spent nine months and several refis removing from my portfolio. Don't have it. Don't want it. I pay higher interest rates than most of you in the US. But you know what? All my stuff is locked. Chris, hey, good morning. How are you? Matt, good morning. How are you? Ingrid, good morning. Good morning to Austin, Texas. Beautiful city. Love Austin. Great vibe. Great city. Great food. Barbecue in Austin. Austin's awesome. Chris, I watched a video about the housing market the other day with an academic economist, and they have no idea what is going on. Yeah. Um, I'm very thankful for my economics degree. Something that I have only come to appreciate recently is the econ degree. Econ degree teaches you how to think. It teaches you how to look at complex structures. It teaches you how to look at a multivariable, almost organic organism. And then finally, you have to pick your thing. For me, it's the consumer. For others, it's unemployment. For others, it's CPI. You've got to pick your one thing. There are so many things going on in the economy. As an economist, you you have to have one area of focus. And my focus has been the consumer. And it's been the consumer long before I, I even did real estate. Uh, it just, just served me well. So um, yeah, you take that education, you slap on that a business background, sales background, numbers, comfortable with numbers. Um, yeah, I... I I think I, I think I can see the future, at least as far as real estate goes, better than most. So yeah, it's, it's fun. It's definitely fun. But yeah, I, I listen to some economists online and I'm like, um, so all of you know, if you watch my channel, there's one channel that I stopped going to called Reventure Consulting because all he does is he talks about um, ice cream sales um, causing murder. Now, what do I mean by that? 
He takes two variables that have correlation, ice cream, more ice cream, murders, and he pretends like it's causation. The reason there are more murders is because it's summer and windows are open and people are out socializing and parties. It's not because of ice cream sales. Uh, but there are lots of economists online that look at one variable in a complex structure and go, I know what's going on. No, you don't. It's not price. It's not interest rate. It's not wages. It's all of those put together. So yeah, I, I see some I see some wacky stuff online. Some stuff makes me laugh. Some stuff makes me cry. Pretty crazy. Uh, JC, thanks for your detailed response. You're welcome. Oh, yeah, that was about California. Yep. Do you think if the SEC redefines accredited investors' capital amounts to $10 million from $1 million, it will crash all commercial real estate? No. I don't think it'll crash. I think, well, let me, first off, I think commercial real estate is going to crash. So let me answer that question. I think commercial real estate is about to get smoked. Cap rates are going to go specifically multifamily. There are people doing cap rates at 3%. Now cap rates aren't everything, but it is a risk adjusted return. And we're, re we're really soon going to have mortgage rates in the fours, fives, and sixes, which means you either have negative leverage or you have to raise the cap rate. It's just that simple. So I think commercial real estate's in trouble. I think it's in trouble long before this accredited investor thing. I think they should raise it to 10 million, frankly. Uh, when they set accredited investor at a million bucks, it was when a million bucks was a million bucks. Uh, it would certainly take some froth out. It would certainly slow things down. Uh, I, think, I think there's going to be so many people hurt. There are so many LPs, limited partners in syndications that have already lost their money and they don't know. So I think commercial real estate is going to crash. I don't think it's going to have anything to do with uh, where they put the floor on accredited, whether it's one, five, 10, 20, 100. I don't think that will, will be anything. Mr. Stephen Dow, how are you, sir? John Peters. Hi, Zuber. Yep. How are you, buddy? Nicholas. Wanted to know, wanted to know, I live in Chicago. I have three rentals. Congratulations. What are your thoughts of real estate groups? The guru teaches wholesaling and buy and hold investing, has a group of contractors, private money. It costs 22K. <clears throat> I, um, <laughs> come on. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't know who you're speaking of. I don't, uh, I don't. 22,000 bucks. I think you should be able to 10x any investment. So do you think you're going to get $220,000 of value? I mean, I I sell a course for 320 bucks. Are you going to get 3,000 to 200 bucks worth of value? Bet your ass you're going to. You're going to get 30 grand worth of value. I don't know. I couldn't personally write a 22K check. But then again, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm, I have no interest in having a company. I'm comfortable doing one deal a year if that's all that comes by. Some people want to have huge teams and be billionaires. No idea how to do that. Never done it. Can't pretend to do it. I can't think of any group that I would spend 22 grand to join. 
Yeah. I can't think of any group that, and I have the money. Yeah. I can't think of any group I'd write that check for, but again, my, uh, my opinion's probably skewed. And again, I have no idea who you're talking about. So, and I don't want to know. I mean, I don't think my answer changes. Uh, Tracy, happy Saturday, Mr. Zuber. Hi, Tracy. Thank you. Uh, Rahobli, Mike, we are looking into purchasing a third rental. Congratulations. Are, and are wanting to roll some of our old 401ks into a self-directed IRA. All right. Makes sense. Would you speak on this? Are there fees worth it? Long-term rental. Um, so a, I only speak on things I've done. I've never done that. So I can't speak on it. It is very common in real estate. So common that I seeked out and found a IRA. I don't know you would call them manager. I don't know. I went out and found an IRA person <laughs> and added it to my course uh, because I know lots of people do it. I haven't done it. You have to keep it there. You can't touch the money. I got a buddy of mine who who has two inside his IRA. Um, little bit of paperwork headache. Um, he's generally killing it because he bought it a long time ago. Um, again, I talked to lots of people doing this. I would say mo most people that seem to be satisfied with that typically are doing short-term stuff in their IRA. You know, like lending money or uh, or flips or something. Um, but again, I've never done it probably, so I apologize. It's very common though. You're, you're, you're not, you, it's very common. I just personally haven't done it. John, what, who is the best lease agreement for a rental in Georgia? Thanks. No idea. Don't own anything in Georgia. I would probably go to bigger pockets. I would probably, if, if, yeah, I would go to maybe Georgia's association of realtors. I don't know if Georgia does things via agents or lawyers. No idea. I can only talk about what I do and I don't own um, in Georgia. I'm sorry, John. Donovan, good morning from Canada. Hey, buddy. How are you? Thanks for watching. I'm a little nervous about the Canada market just because of all the variable rate debt that may be coming. Marco, greetings from sunny Florida. South Florida market is on fire. Yeah, I interviewed a couple of a real estate team from Florida. Amazing. Lots of population growth. Non, lots of population going there. Um, yeah, Miami. Woo. I don't know. Is Miami technically South Florida? I have no idea. Not, I'm geography challenged. I think it is, but I don't know. Yeah, it's um, Florida's got a lot, of, lot going for it, for sure. Exception, be cautious with interest rate increases and doing a cash out refi. Do not create alligators. Yeah, man. The only picture in my first book is a drawing uh, a buddy of mine named Tom do, did for me and gave to me as a gift after I retired. So thanks, Tom. Shout out. Um, dude, don't create an alligator. I hated. So I love Norris Drive. First property we ever have. I love Norris Drive, even though our first tenant screwed us. If you don't know what I'm talking about, buy the book. I got to tell you, the last 18 months of ownership, I hated that flipping property. Every month, I wrote a $1,200 mortgage payment on an 1100 rent. 
Oh. Dumb, 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 dumb. Yeah, don't buy or create. Rob, are selling to get liquid? Uh, nope. Nope. I think that was a question based on the question mark. Nope. I actually, again, I'm very open. Uh, I don't know, six, eight, nine months ago, I worked with a non-QM lender, Stephen Dow, who was on earlier. I don't know if he's still there. Uh, I did some um, cash out refis to get liquid. Yeah, I'm excited by what's coming. Not selling. I won't sell. I mean, we sold one problem property, a triplex. Uh, a year ago, but generally speaking, I don't sell. I 1031. Um, I will sell if affordability collapses, but yeah, but it's not there. It's not, not even close yet. Jeffrey ultimate bargains. I bought my first duplex in New York, 1980 at 13%, 100% finance. I bought my home in Colorado in 2007 and a quarter. Yeah. Just figure it out. The cost of capital. Yeah. I figured out cost of capital to find the right price. Now my Colorado refinance at two and a half. The payment is half. Exactly. This is why I would love rates to go to 8%. I would only do deals that give me an 8, 10, 12% yield. I would sit on them until the next recession. Then I would refi them at 4% or 5%. It's just a recycling capital is amazing. Just let the cycle help you. Yeah. Uh, I bring this up because I'm thinking about combination of sub two, creative financing, and rent by room. Sounds good. Matthew, which bank gives 10 years? That must be a question. I'm guessing, Stephen, that was a, based on Canada. Uh, I do not know. I uh, Yeah, I saw the comment much like you did. Don't know. How do you feel about the new bill AB 1771 here in California? And is there a way to stop the appetite of the state? I believe that is, is that that's the flipping one, right? Where they're going to tax flippers 25% and extra 25%. I think it is horribly written. I think it is going to cause mass pain. I think it is going to destroy uh, affordable rentals. Um, I mean, you, you can go to my playlist. I have a playlist called walkthroughs, I think. I did I did six, I don't know, let's call it 50 flips. Um, I don't know, inside two years, two and a half years. And you could see them. I did walkthroughs of most of them. There's not a homeowner on the planet trying to get a conventional loan that would have been able to buy what I bought. And... Now, I have the financial flexibility where I could have kept them as rentals. In fact, I probably should should have kept them as rentals, but I didn't. Um, most of that stuff's just going to fall apart and destroy. It is, once again, King Newsom. He's not a governor because he has executive powers. If you haven't, if he's, he has emergency powers. He's no longer our governor. He's a king. And um, he's going to destroy affordable housing in, in California. It just is. Paul Volcker, he was the man. He did not give a rat's tail about Wall Street. Powell cares about Wall Street. Powell wants to clearly communicate what is coming. Paul Volcker's like, F you, we're, we're fixing this. Uh, so yeah, he raised rates on the weekend. 
I don't know that he only did that, but he was he frequently did it on the weekends. Yeah. Elijah, Pace Morby student. I love the strategy and I'm looking forward to market more. It's inductive to getting those deals. Yeah, I think um I think what we need is a recession for that strategy uh to just become amazing. Here lately, everyone has equity, so there haven't been that many sub two opportunities. Yep. No, in a good market, a hot market, I mean, you can always find them. I mean, it's always possible, but no, you need some pain. You need seller pain. Yeah, you need seller pain. And also in a hot market, anybody can get a loan. So pretty tough to do. Uh, Christopher, Canada is changing the investor down payment from 20 to what? Oh, investor down payment to 35%. Uh, too late. In my opinion, it's too late. Cat's out of the bag. Horses left the barn, whatever your analogy is. Firecracker has already popped. It's too late. Unless they find a way to extend and pretend or have interest rate caps on loans that I know, don't know about, Canada's got some trouble. Trouble. Steven, oh, look at that. Matthew came through. Uh, as far as I know, RBC is the only bank that will give you a 10-year loan, but they are very stingy about it. Yep. See, look at that. Value from other viewers. Thank you, buddy. So we got 113, now 111 people watching, only 40 thumbs up. I've been talking for 41 minutes. That is not a good ratio. Hit the thumbs up. Do me a favor, like, subscribe, share. Something I want to remind all of you, if you're just getting new to the channel, I have a daily financial news at 7.30 every day. Uh, I have a list of experts Sunday through Friday uh, where we talk about three different topics. These are all millionaires aimed at helping you. Uh, so find the people that you like. You can watch their playlist. They have, Each of them have their own playlist. If there's an expert of mine you don't like, don't watch that one. Go watch the other one. So have some fun together. And I just saw that we went over 5 million views since I started my channel. So thank you, everybody. Uh, for your views. I appreciate it. Uh, Matt, Mike, I own a property. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me scroll down. That needs repair. I want to use a HELOC. I need an appraisal for, for the HELOC. Oh, after I want to refinance and pay off the HELOC, will the HELOC appraisal affect the refinance? Um, I think what you're going to find is there's a timing. I don't know for sure. And I don't know your bank. I don't know your situation. Don't even know what country you're in, frankly. Um, I believe uh, you. Uh, I believe there's something called um, seasoning. I think uh, where you you got to be sensitive to a six month window. So you may have to keep the HELOC for six months after the appraisal. Yeah, don't know that for sure, but that's uh, what what I've heard many times. John, good morning. I'm about to buy a property from a family member. Cool. We agreed on price, so there's no need to involve agents. Cool. What is the best way to transfer the title? I would still, John, I would still go through, well, in California, I'd go through a title company. I have purchased 40, 40 to 50 units direct from sellers, no agents. I always, always, always go through a title company. You always want that search. You never know what is on it. I want to know that title is good. I am not taking a quick claim deed. I wouldn't take a quick claim deed from my mother. We're going through title. Now I would pay for that fee, obviously, but you just never know what, what's been filed against that. And again, your family, I remember 
may not even know. There may be an old, um, uh, what are they called? Um, contractor lien that they don't know about. So I would go to escrow or title. I don't know Texas. Did you say Texas? Oh, you didn't say the state. If you're in a state that goes through an attorney's, go through an attorney. You don't need to, yeah, you don't need agents, no disclosures, all that stuff, but go to title, go through escrow or an attorney if, if you're in a state that does it via attorneys. Yep. It's, it's, it's going to cost money. I mean, in California, if I were going to buy my mom's house, for example, I would probably be spending a couple of thousand bucks, but it, uh, the certainty and cleanness of the title is well worth it, in my opinion. Uh, domain science. I have followed the real estate market since 1986. Very cool. And I believe we may be very well going into the late eighties and early nineties downturn. However, it will also depend on the area that one is in. Okay. I like that. Works for me. Correlation does not imply causation. RVC is a fear monger. That's that's probably the nicest thing he could be called. <laughs> I have other words for him, but we're not going to say those here. <clears throat> Most economists do not look beyond the short term because in the long run, we're dead. <laughs> oh, Chris, thank you for that. That was a good one. Um, Canada also has a government-imposed stress test that requires you to qualify for a rate sometimes Three times higher than the actual rate you will receive. Yes, arms in Canada are still sub two. That's good. Maybe maybe I shouldn't be concerned then. I um, like I said many many times. Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's just I have PTSD from that. Mention the live meetup. So, folks, uh, Dion. Once again, Dion is the guy that made me dye my hair purple. Right. You guys got 500 deals. I was going to write a big check. Dion's like, nope, you got to embarrass yourself. So we did. You guys did it. Dyed my hair. Now Dion wants to do a live meetup, which I think is awesome. Uh, here's the deal. We got to get to 50,000 subs and I will do a live meetup. It's going to cost me thousands of dollars. It'll probably cost you guys hundreds of dollars, right? If you're going to come, I get it. Uh, but I will. Uh, I will eat that. I will pay for that if we get to 50,000 subs. So if you haven't uh, subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button. If you want to get notified on videos, hit notification, but you've got to subscribe. We need 50,000 subs. So yeah, I look forward to doing it because I know we'll get to 50. It's just a question. Do we get there this year or next year? It'll be fun. <coughs> Refi, use the cash to reinvest. Uh... I think are you I think you're asking what I did cuz I told you earlier I did refis absolutely. I never ever 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 take money out of my properties for anything but other properties. I take cash flow and I live on, but I I would not refi a house to buy a car or a vacation or a kitchen or anything like that. That all comes from cash flow. If I'm going to take hundreds of thousands of dollars out in debt. Uh, I'm going to put that money to work. I borrowed at three. Dude, I, again, I tell you all the stuff I'm doing. I borrowed at 3.99 for 30 years on office buildings and apartments. 
I'm going to use that money to earn 10, 12%. And I told you I was doing it. And I hope, I hope you guys listened and, and you did some of that too. Because we did it before the rates went up. What are your thoughts on buying a duplex in Big Bear Lake and only cash flow 100, putting down 167? Uh, I would not do a deal where there was only $100 in cash flow. Now let's let's play this out because it's you you know you've written, you've given me twenty five words so let me read into that question. If you're saying it's only hundred dollars cash flow today, Monica, but via some cleanup, some rent increases, some this, some that, some that, some this, it goes to nine hundred. I'm willing to eat and risk a hundred bucks cash flow if there's a plan to get it significantly higher. $100 cash flow, you have one busted water heater, your cash flow is gone for a year or more, right? If there's water damage or something, ugh. so 100 bucks is too skinny. That's 50 bucks a door. However, if it's 100 bucks today, but it's under rented and you can, you can get the tenants out because it's multifamily, you know, so there, there are, there's hope. I don't know enough in that question to, to answer it all, but I can tell you, I, 100 bucks is too skinny. I did. I've done deals where I was negative cash flow day one, uh, but that's really because the properties were vacant or I had a problem tenant I had to get rid of, uh, and then I cleaned it, make make ready. It's all in my course. I had to make ready and all of that, and then cash flow exploded later. So hopefully that helps, Monica. Nicholas, how you doing, buddy? Good. I'm glad you liked it. I already forgot what your question was though, but I'm glad you liked it, Sean. When you talk about four rentals to achieve financial independence, what price of homes did you start with? I'm in SD, uh, so San Diego, and home prices are 900K for a 3-2 in my area. Seems difficult to get to four. Uh, I've been very clear. Um, you could think around, I mean, in today's market, around 200 grand. And again, what I talk about four is a better financial future. <clears throat> four, four changes the game. For some of you, it's financial freedom, but for most of you, it's a better financial future. The reason I talk about four is everybody thinks they can get four. I, I have given my story and talk of having dozens and fifties and hundreds and people just don't get it. Let's just get to, frankly, let's just get to one. If you're at zero, your goal is not four. Your goal is one. If, you're, if you have one, then it's four. If you have four, then it's 10. If you have 10, then do whatever you want. But yeah, San Diego's tough. San Diego's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have students in San Diego, you know, one or two sometimes is enough, but you've got to, you got to be very careful. I'm unsure that I would want to be in a group that would have me as a member. Ah, you're funny. Ira custodian. It's a weird term. Thank you. Ira custodian. That's the word I was looking for. Good morning. About to head out for a game of golf. It's going to be 94 out here in Vegas. Summer is coming early. Wow. That's 90. What? Yeah. It's only March. Damn. Uh, great live chat. Where do we submit questions? Congratulations. You already submitted a question. Uh, Chester, interesting aside, I'm reading cash flow quadrant, Robert Kennedy discussions, how important right mindset. <coughs> Talk about importance of the right mindset. Um, I would tell you to watch Adrian. Uh, I think it's just called age. I have a playlist called Adrian. Uh, it's Adrian Hernandez. He and I talk every 
Wednesday, I think. He's helping me with that. Um, Omar and I and I have talked about mindset a little bit, but Adrian is the guy helping me. I would watch his videos. Mindset's critical. It is also a weakness of mine. It's um, I've been so oriented on goals and like just moving forward that I blindly worked and didn't feed my mind because you got to watch it, man. Your mind could turn toxic really fast. So I think mindset's critical. I think Adrian Hernandez, who I talk to every Wednesday, is pretty amazing. So <clears throat> I would watch his videos, and that'll tell you all uh, all you need about mindset. Oh, Miami is as south as except for Florida Keys. Thank you. I was so I just didn't know. Yeah, I've been to Miami lots of times, but I didn't know if that was south. That's all right. I'm challenged geography wise. Uh, Miami is South. Okay. Uh, what do you think about New York city housing market? Is it a bubble? Don't know it. Don't look no idea. Don't know. Uh, I can tell you the rental markets nuts there. I mean, I talked about on the daily financial news, you're having bidding wars on rentals. You have record low vacancy, 1.5% or 1.3, something like that. Whew. That's, that's a pretty hot market right there. But yeah, I don't no idea if it's a bubble. I don't speak on stuff I don't know. Uh, Leo, good morning, Zuber. Stephen Dow, I'm still here. How about that? Uh, Kane, trader with cash ready to deploy, brand new to real estate investing. Is your opinion on the market conditions? How long do I have to learn Vegas market? Um, the good news is uh, real estate investing is, you know, time in the market beats timing the market. If you're a stock trader, uh, timing the market is something that lots of people try to do. I don't think you do that in real estate. I think you, it is always a great day to buy great deals, but until you do the work, you have no idea what a great deal in Vegas is. So you got to do the work. You probably have 60 or 90 days ahead of you. At least that's what I tell my students. So, yep. <coughs> do the work. Any thoughts about Vegas? Don't know it. Don't look at it. I talk to Brian Lebo all the time. In fact, I gave him uh, seats uh, to my, I gave him my season tickets to a Warrior game recently. So he and I are buddies. Uh, I'm going to talk to Brian. I think it's next week we're discussing. So I'll ask him about Vegas. I don't know anything about it. I only talk about markets I know. And, you know, like all of you, if I was going to learn Vegas, I would spend 90 days. I would travel there four times. You know, yeah, don't know. Yeah, can you imagine trading trading stock market after uh, Paul Volcker moved rates on the weekends? That would suck. Well, dude, I mean, there was. I, I look at my fifty year spreadsheet or now fifty two year spreadsheet. Um, the S and P went up like two points in a decade. Damn, talk about dead money. Nicholas, you're welcome. All right, let's, this will be the last question because I need to get ready for my students. Here's my situation. I invested and traded stocks with 150K in 2020. I have 700% gain. So that means you're a millionaire, right? Nice flex. And congratulations. Let me just make sure that's right. I think you're a millionaire. Yeah, a million bucks. 
million five. Yep. Uh, sold all early 2022. Congrats. Even after paying taxes, cool. A million bucks. Thinking about buying a house cash in New York City. Um, great. Oh, so there, there's the question. So for cash, 900K, what do you think? Um, owning homes is a great inflation protection. I'm not sure what owning a home free and clear does for you. I don't know if you have a job or not. Um, and I don't think I qualify for mortgage since I don't really work, but trade stocks, buying a house cash is only option I got. Everest dude, that is not correct. Uh, there's somebody on this live stream, at least he was Steven Dow, somebody I've used. You need to go look to a non QM lender. Actually it's owner occupied. So it probably wouldn't work. Actually non QM doesn't do owner. Um, there's the, yeah, you, you can get a loan. It wouldn't be the best loan, but I'm sure you can get a loan. But again, nothing wrong with owning your home free and clear, but then what are you going to do for scratch? You think you, so let's just get this right. 150 becomes a million bucks. You take all your winnings, good timing. You spend 900K in a house. Now you're back to 100K trading stocks. Okay. So basically you're telling me you think you could trade 100 grand back into a million bucks again. A lot of people, in my opinion, got lucky. The Federal Reserve bailed out everybody. If you were trading stocks March of 2020, after the, the sudden drop, most, if not all of that gain was Fed put. The Fed made you. Congratulations. And you sold. Again, you recognize your gains. That's awesome. I don't think that's going to be repeatable. I think we could have a lost decade in stocks. But I don't know. I don't know. What do I know? You're clearly a better. You're, I mean, shit. You 700% return. What do you think? That's pretty cool. Uh, you just submit questions in the question in the tech wherever you're typing that pit to NYC. That is where you put questions. Okay. Property three in two years. Congratulations. All right. I got to go. I love all these, but I have to go talk to my students at 9 a.m. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful Saturday. Uh, if you want an amazing course for a measly 320 bucks, buy the course, how to get started one rental at a time. And you too could join to the free Facebook group that I'm going to right now. It's generally uh, a lot smaller groups and we do the same thing for half an hour. Take care. Bye-bye.